There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. This weekend marks the 10th anniversary of the Gossip Girl finale on December 17, 2012. I spoke with Leighton Meester, who played Blair Waldorf when she performed a concert at the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia in 2015. Leighton, thanks for joining us on WTOP. Thank you. Um, so, have, have you been to D.C. before? Uh, is this your first time here? I have one time when I was 11 years old. <laughs> I was driving. <laughs> it's been like a few years. Um, I was driving with my family on a road trip from Florida to New York for the summer. And um, we were like, let's stop in D.C. And I remember having a lot of fun. We walked around for a really long time. And... Um, it was a wonderful memory. I shouldn't even mention the bad part of the memory, which is barely there anymore. But <laughs> you should it, it, you it, should mention it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, and now I've, I've built it up too much. Basically, I just wore, like, really the wrong shoes and, like, walked around for a really long time. And <laughs> the entire rest of the summer when I was in New York, which is not a fun place, like, my feet had blisters all over them. So I had to deal with my DC feet for a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, the the yeah. monument it's deceptively spread out. You know, you think everything's on the, the National Mall, but when you get down there and walk around, it's actually quite a hike. Do you remember what shoes they were? Um, they were these. I mean, I you know we did a lot of Payless kind of <laughs> like white. I feel like they like kind of look like Keds. Maybe maybe they were Keds. <laughs> One of those, but I think that they actually were the shoes that didn't have backs. Oh, gotcha. Do you remember those? That they they look kind of like clogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloth. Do you though? Do you remember? Oh yeah, I I remember them. I definitely remember them. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like instead of like standing like stepping on the backs of your shoes because you know when you're just too lazy to put your shoes all the way on, <laughs> they just take that part off for you. Exactly. So yeah. are you excited to come back in a different form, in different shoes, to play music here now? <laughs> I'm wearing the same shoes. Oh, you better. Um, um, yeah, I'm so excited, and uh, I, it's our first show of the tour, and it's just going to be so much fun. I'm really, really excited, and, um, you know, I put the record out late October, and I've just been really pleased with it, and um, we've been doing, you know, a lot of rehearsals, and we had a residency um, in L.A., which is just basically like playing, you know, every Tuesday of the month for um, – for, you know, the month of January, and um, so we've gotten some good practice in, and we've, you know, formed the band, and um, I'm really excited to play for people who have heard the record, um, and also for people who haven't, so. 
Yeah, I mean, let's talk yeah. about those different people. Some who, I mean, your hardcore fans have heard it, and some maybe haven't. Um, so I, I know, like, pop music fans probably know you from your work that you did with, you know, you're collaborating with Robin Thicke or Cobra Starship. But how did you go from that to start writing folk pop? Like, how did you choose that that route? Um, I didn't really choose it. I think what kind of happened was just sort of a combination of I w- wasn't crazy about my record deal at the time. Um, I think I never truly felt comfortable or happy or um, really in love with the with the music that I was making before. I think you know, I was really young, it was fun, it was it was like I got a record deal and they were like, okay, so this is what you're going to do, um, right. which is cool because you're sort of being pushed to do it, which is which is also good sometimes, you know, and um, it can be lucrative and, uh, re- and really fun, you know, when I was young, but, um, but then I think just after that, it was, I was like, I, I had always been writing, if I could envision myself making any kind of music on my own, it would always be this record and this sound, um, and put together in this way. It took a long time, but this is it. And, um, it really was just like, you know, I had been writing and, um, you know, started, started doing everything by myself, really just playing for myself and not thinking like, oh, I have to get in a studio with such and such producer because the label's putting me with this person and right. I have to collaborate with this person. Although I love all my like collaborations and everybody that I've, that I've worked with, you know, prior, sure. but really just sitting with myself and, and having no self-judgment or worrying about like if it's going to sell or if people are going to hear it or relate to it or care or dance to it or whatever. <laughs> Um, and just kind of traveling with my guitar and, and having it there as a source of um, inspiration and, and being able to just like use it as a tool for songwriting by myself and not relying on anybody else. And then so, so there was that. And then ultimately, you know, meeting a producer who could meet my vision um, and excitement about, you know, the, the sound that I wanted to create for the record and then a label who could also really get behind me in that way and um, support me putting it out myself. And um, so so it all really is just a much better scenario for me. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. Just total creative freedom on this one. Um, yeah. When you sit and, and, and look at the album, do you have a certain song where you're like, damn, I did really good on that one. I'm most proud of that one. Uh, I I feel like I'm I'm really proud of the record as a whole. Um, I think it it it's it's a cohesive sort of story coming from at least my point of view um, from a specific time and, and just sort of an unpacking of experiences that all kind of add up for mm-hmm. me personally. Um, there are a few that are a little bit more complex, which I really love. Um, I think. Which uh, ones are you thinking? Well, I I think L.A. is one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sort of like end middle of the record. And um, it was always just one of those kind of happier, um, sort of melodic, fun, chimey songs. But the lyrics are so don't match that at all, even <laughs> though they sound very sunny. Um, it was like very sarcastic and... and really um just kind of like lonely and desperate and 
um, does not match the happiness sound of the song. <laughs> um, so that probably um, is is one of my favorites that I, I was like, man, that that's good. <laughs> if I must say so myself. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. How about, um, you know, when, when Leighton Meester um, is trying to get uh, her musical influences from elsewhere, you know, what, what other artists... Um, have inspired you and your sound, you think? If you were, you know, to step outside your body and analyze your, yourself and your own music, I mean, is there any artists from the past that, you you know, you grew up listening to that inspire your music or or any artists, you know, current artists, past or present, that, that help shape it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, I think that I'm still inspired even now as far as live and kind of what I want to um, pinpoint for, for, for different sounds and what we recreate on stage. Um, even now, you know, current people, but um, the, the the artists that I grew up listening to, I'm sure, had no small role in, um, <laughs> you know, at least just giving me a sense of the, the sound and maybe the openness to songwriting and the the the, the process for that. Um, I grew up with, you know, um, Bonnie Raitt and mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, um, Tori Amos and Kate Bush, um, Stevie Nicks, like. You know, all the I mean, greats. I obviously said a couple men in there, but I think like a lot of the time, like female singer songwriters, or at least people who are singer songwriters who are, I think, um, I, I think it's like a combination of being connected to their their child, the, the child in them, and mm-hmm. and the 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 insecurity and loneliness, and and the feeling of like. You know, I I guess too for me, especially in songwriting, I I try to utilize, or at least I don't. Tr- I, I actually don't try. It. At least I I just end up with songs like that that are very ironic. It's like I I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write a happy love song, <laughs> and it's like I love you, but but not not too much. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like I I need you, but go away. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it's like I can't I can't just quite. It's it's definitely the record itself is is um is about loving but but you know being guarded in that love and and always worrying maybe that you won't be loved back um, and you know and I think within that there's there's my where I found my own strength um, you know and and that's probably where the songs came from. Gotcha. You've definitely kind of, uh, you know, pivoted your career. You know, everyone remembers Gossip Girl on TV. You've done, you know, movies like Country Strong. Um, but you seem to kind of dabble with a lot of different things. I mean, you were on Broadway with James Franco of Mice and Men. Um, seeing as you're kind of going in a more musical route, would you ever consider doing a Broadway musical? You know, it's so funny when I was uh, doing that play. I mean, I probably was asked that like every other day. <laughs> um you know, I wouldn't say never. I think it was such a, it was the craziest experience. It was so fun and so, um, 
emotional. I mean, it's definitely not um, easy material, I think, was a big part of the fact that I was sort of drained emotionally. And towards the end, I was like, oh, my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um so it, I think maybe I'll try a comedy next time, but I, um, <laughs> and I was really blessed with wonderful material. I mean, it couldn't be a more perfect play and Steinbeck, and a meaningful yeah. story and role. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't have been luckier with that. But as far as singing eight times a week, like live, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, it would, it would truly have to be something that, I like because I I don't love all musicals. I'm not just like a musical uh, buff. Sure. You know, I'm not, I I like some that I've seen, but I'm not just like oh god, put me in anything. I can't yeah. give a reference, but you know that kind of thing. <laughs> I gotcha. I don't know. You know, I'm sure you go on a million interviews and and people say, oh, talk tell me about Gossip Girl or tell me about what this and the other other thing you've worked on. Um, how do you keep it? You know, your your career focused in in this new direction. I mean, do you do you try to not talk about those uh, those other things? You know, try to like this is my new path, or do or is it all um, woman of many talents sort of approach? Well, I try not to talk about certain things. Um, I mean, I think probably Gossip Girl and personal life stuff is difficult yeah. because those are the things that people want to bring up the most. Immediately. <laughs> and, um, and it's not like really anybody's fault. I think just as a journalist or if you're writing a story, it's like, oh, what can we say that's going to grab people or going to be easiest to make a through line for? It's like, you do music. Would so-and-so your character like this music? It's like, right, right. all right, you know. It's almost know. lazy, <laughs> yeah. Which I, which I totally, I get it, but I think it's probably always going to be, you know, talked about or or people are always going to ask questions or they're going to be curious or want to know or just, you know, whatever. And I think if I keep it limited um, and sort of move forward and be like, yeah, this is my taste now and this is what I want to do and this is what I think is good. And um, so, you know, I, and I'm sure that over time it'll probably be less. Um, sure, sure. You know, maybe at some point, but you know, it's it's by no means anything bad. Everything that I've done up until now, I'm really proud of and happy for and and grateful for. But I think, yeah, it's like I I'm I'm doing things now that I and also you know, not to mention the fact that you know, go a lot of people you know were coming, I'm sure, to see of Mice and Men on Broadway because they were like, oh my god, you know. It's, me and James Franco, and they weren't necessarily like, I love Steinbeck. You know? Right. Like, you use those other things to, you know, bring them to this other material, so it can be useful. Exactly. Right? All right, well, hey, thanks so much for joining us. Um, hopefully you wear, you know, some more comfortable shoes this time you come here, because we don't want you <laughs> blistering up. We want better memories of D.C. this time around. Oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm so excited, and, um, and yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.